Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's girls chat. I love that you guys love these episodes where we are going to cover a array of topics. Today is going to be an uplifting one. Maybe if you're feeling in a funk, you need some motivation. You really just need a hype message. I think I've got some good, good content for you guys today because I'm going to talk about some quotes and progress and things that I have listened to lately that have really hit my heart and I've got a good journal prompt for you guys today. We're going to be talking about some current event kind of things. We're going to be talking about my new summer morning routine and let's dive into today's girl chat. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. All right, my friend, we are towards the end of June and summer is flying by. I did a check-in with a couple of my girlfriends on how things are going for them and their families during this summertime, and all of us were like, woo, flew right into June and I'm feeling the same way. I have been loving my summer morning routine. As you guys know, for a long time, I was the girl that was waking up at 5 a.m. going into a routine that was like getting as much done as I could before the kids woke up. And while that served me in a season because I had the kids home with me full time, they were little, it was really the only opportunity that I was a getting time to myself, it was harmful for my hormones. It really was. And it was kind of one of the last things I clung to. I was even getting up before 5 a.m. if I'm being honest. And that just wasn't good for the circadian rhythm for my sleep. Over the winter, I started sleeping in. I my kids were starting to sleep in. I'm using air quotes because this wouldn't be sleeping in for some people, but for my kids, this is sleeping in. I was getting them to stay in their rooms until about 6.20 in the morning. And their lights turned green at 6.20 in the morning. And I started staying in bed and sleeping in until that time and really making sure I was getting as much sleep as possible. And that served me for the season. Now I'm slowly starting to bring that clock back a little bit. So if I know my kids are getting up at 620, I started setting an alarm for 550 because that to me gives me the time to start my day in the way that I want to start it for this season of life. And I say that because I definitely am a pro at helping you align your routine with your realistic season of life and what is going to be supportive for you because what is going to be supportive for one person like a 5 a.m workout is not going to be supportive for another person 
And I really did that evaluation. So this is how I take myself through the strategy of creating a routine for myself. I think about how I want to feel. Like, why am I waking up and what is the purpose of that wake up time? What is that feeling that I want to anchor into? And for me in this season, I was like, I want to anchor into like gently starting my day. I, for many years, I went to like the total opposite pendulum swings, right? Like I was waking up and I was doing to-do lists and tasks and getting things done right away. And then I went to the opposite of sleeping in, getting the most sleep that I could, but then I was waking up and being like, okay, now it's rush, 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 kid, 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 need, 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 get out the door. And I would find peace after I got one child off to school, one child off to daycare, and that worked for the wintertime in the school year. But I was like, for summer, I want to savor the slowness. I actually have a note on my desk that says, let summer be a season to surrender. This is my season to surrender control and to surrender my dreams for God to guide me. And it's not all on me. And I have a couple things that I'm praying for. And I wrote that out on my little note that's on my desk. And so I... I'm so sorry for the background noise. I keep moving my arm and my desk is like creaking. But I wanted to, so I established what I desire from the routine and it was slowness and stillness. And then I go into the what, right? And I was like, okay, doing a bit of Bible time and some prayer and then going into some journaling, that is what's going to feel right to ease and start myself into the day. So... I started implementing that and I started small, you know, because if you're, if your body is used to waking up at 630 in the morning and then you set an alarm for five, you're going to feel that resistance in, in your circadian rhythm. There's going to be that energy of like your body's not necessarily, and not just right away in the morning, but later on in the day. So ease yourself into it. One of my top podcast episodes is how to wake up early, ironically from years ago. And that episode, I still stand by the advice that I give in there is like, you know, set your alarm back 15 minutes and then 15 minutes more and 15 minutes more. And now, so what my summer morning routine majority of the day is, there's obviously days where I miss this. I'm not perfect. I have my alarm go off. I come downstairs. I make my energize. That is my preferred caffeine of choice. I notice when I use a green tea energy source versus a coffee energy source, I don't get as anxious. Like something about coffee just makes me very, very, it's high strung energy versus the green tea. It just wakes me up. And I am actually trying to micro like micro I'm trying to lower my scoop so in previous years I did like a heaping scoop of energize now I'm just trying to do like one scoop and then I'm gonna go down to a baby scoop so then I'm just slowly decreasing the amount of caffeine that I'm getting right away in the morning but I'm still mentally having my same routine you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about anyways that's a side note so I make my energize and then I sit down and I have my Horatio printing Bible study and it's just a simple Bible study that has verses for the day and then I open my Bible because my Bible is a New Living Translation. I know how some Christians feel about the New Living Translation but I love it and it also has like a um, guided read-through 
like cliff notes, side notes at the bottom. And so I will just journal and spend time in the word. And then I move into this journal that I got from Walmart, actually. It's called A Journey Within, an introspective activity journal to help you get to know yourself better. And it is by the company Piccadilly Inc. (laughs) That's a weird word, but they have social media, so I can link it if I do find it on Amazon. I'll link this specific one, but each page just has these really awesome journal prompts because I'm not one that just like journals creatively well on my own. It's something that I haven't, it's a skill that I am developing, right? When I sat down with just a plain piece of notebook paper, sometimes it would just be thoughts, it would be to-dos that came to be came to mind or the regular rigmarole of what I'm grateful for or just kind of like writing in diary style. But this has been really good and today's was so good. So you guys should totally do this journal prompt and like I'll put it in the show notes so then you can do this too. But the journal prompt is, what are a few songs that bring a smile to your face the moment you hear them? What song has the most meaningful lyrics you've heard that touches your soul? And if you're not like a huge music person, I mean, this might not be an awesome journal prompt for you, but it also was very enlightening. So what I did was I thought of the songs that came to mind and then I wrote down why so i'll share with you guys mine okay one of the first ones is dancing in the moonlight by top loader if you remember the movie walk to remember it was in that movie and the reason why that song comes to mind and just brings a smile on my face is because that i have memories uh, in high school of this song and i used to be a wrestling cheerleader and i remember for some reason one of the guys played this song and he like loved it, but it busted out between the cheerleaders and the wrestlers and all of everybody just started singing it at the top of our lungs. And there was various other activities where this song just played and played and played. And of course I put it onto a CD and I drove around in my Volkswagen Beetle. Yes, that was my first car. I drove a Volkswagen Beetle and had a slug bug and had that song playing over and over again in the summertime and it just it's a song that puts a smile on my face every single time it's still on my playlist I I love it and there are times where it's a trending sound on either TikTok or Instagram the different variations of it I love the top loader one but it is so good it's so good it's so good it's so fun the other one I did was head over boots by John party because both of my boys at about the age of two slash three years old fell in love with the song and I have videos of both of them being so little and so tiny and singing um head over boots by John party it was so cute and even Jace always called it feet tonight because 
one of the lyrics right away and off the beginning is I want to sweep you off your feet tonight and he'd always ask for feet tonight feet tonight feet tonight and I was the only one that really well my husband too but we were the only ones that knew what he was talking about when he was requesting that song and then the next song is it's your love by Faith Hill or Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and that was my husband and I's wedding dance song and to me this one stands out as the most meaningful lyric wise because there's certain parts of that song that just really stick out to me so I wrote down those lyrics and this is going to be such a cool journal to look back on I try to write down Um, the date that I'm filling it out. I'm not filling it out in order. I'm kind of just opening it up, looking at a couple of the journal prompts and then doing the one that I'm like, oh, this, this one feels fun for today. But with It's Your Love, the lyrics of who I am now is who I wanted to be. And now that we're together, I'm stronger than ever, ever. I'm happy and free. Like to me, that is the part of the song that I resonate with the most. I resonate with that lyric the most because the marriage that I have, the home dynamic that we have, that was all I ever prayed for as as a young, young girl. And we're living it out now. And that song really just like those lyrics just hit my heart. And then the part where if you ask me why I changed, all I got to do is say your sweet name. To me, that is a lyric that is profoundly representative, like a representation of my husband, because the high school, fr- the high school Sean that his friends know, even into the college friends, is the is an entire different guy than who I know, and I know that he changed a lot when, like, right before I met him. Right before I met my husband, he changed a lot of his ways. And those changes are what made me attracted to him. And it just, it's its so crazy because even sometimes there's certain perceptions that my husband gives off and I just know that that's not him at all. And so there's a lot, this is a big, thick journal it's called a journey within i'll leave i'll try you guys to find the information of it below but i really i really love this i want to like share with you guys so many of the journal prompts but i'm just gonna leave you with that one today if you guys want me to sneak in some of these journal prompts or some of these things where if it's a really good one i'll share it let me know come to my instagram by the way, a whole handful of you guys messaged me in according to a few of the various previous episodes. And I love that. I love that you guys listen here and then you come talk to me on Instagram or you leave a rating and review. Oh my gosh, we have had an increase in the ratings. And I wanted to just really thank you guys for that. I genuinely wanted to thank you guys for that. Leaving a rating is as simple as tapping that five star button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. But leaving a review, sharing what your favorite podcast episodes are means so much to me. So that's how I have been starting my mornings and it's not even that long. It's not that long at all and I have been loving it. That's what's been working for me. Some of my mornings have been I've needed to get up and get to some podcast production work because of deadlines and um, the time throughout the day because 
as I'm a mom of two, we're going to activities, we're doing things. There are some times where I do have to wake up and this is kind of unpopular opinion and not what a lot of business people are talking about is yes, as somebody who's building an entirely new business and I have clients and I have, I do have boundaries in a sense, but like sometimes when you're in the beginning stages of building a business, you get gritty and I have deadlines to meet and I have customers to serve. And sometimes that does include waking up and getting it done early, early before I have the day with my boys. And that's something that would maybe deter a lot of people from building their own business. But for some of us, it just is, it's kind of always what I've known, right? Like I haven't had a job that I've gone to since 2011, 2012. I don't even remember. I've been self-employed for that long. And while there are very, very, very much so positives to it. There's also parts where people are like, oh, I would not want that to be my job. And that is okay. Um, and there's this like flouncy, flowery, frolic in the hills, cater all your time to getting facials and massages and calling that a CEO day. And I'm just like, no, there's there's so much more that goes on and s- sacrifices, air quote, that are made, intentional time trades. Oh my gosh, I have a podcast episode on that where I talk about the sacrifices that I am making literally to build businesses and the businesses that I have have all been intentional time trades. Like I haven't seen it as I am sacrificing things in a negative way because I am intentional about why I'm doing what I'm doing and when and what and how and all of that. And yes, sometimes it's like, ideally, would I not want to be editing on this Friday, early Friday morning? Yeah, but also this is amazing that this is my job. And let's roll into another topic that I wanted to talk about. And it does come from one of the podcasts that I am a producer for. So Brittany Highboyer, shout out to Brittany, is the host of the Her Dot Unlocked podcast. And I was editing one of her episodes that she had with her friend Leanne. And Leanne is the CEO of Women Venture, a very cool nonprofit in the Twin Cities area. And Leanne said this quote in here that just really hit my heart And they were talking about confidence. Brittany asked Leanne about how she gained this confidence, how she has this confidence. And Leanne said, yes, in terms of my level of confidence, how I show up in the world, it's high. I've earned it. I'm going to be 41 in September. You know, she's been working. And then she says, I'm working. I've been working really hard for a long time. I'm also surrounded by really incredible women role models in my family and my friends. So what I would offer to the audience is to seek out support in a sounding board. And that quote about confidence and truly how you gain confidence, it is really in the day-to-day. It's by doing and it's by living and it's by giving and it's by being in the circle that is empowering and I absolutely loved that and wanted to share that with you guys but also wanted to share with you the story of another podcast episode I was listening to and they were interviewing Jennifer Gardner the actress so 
do you, you know her from so many things alias um, 13 going on 30 she's now very present on social media and she is a mom but she was talking about her story in the beginning of her career and how she slept on the kitchen floor of a lady's new york apartment and i think to what that what that led me to thinking about was that a lot of times people who have achieved incredible things have put themselves and gone through an uncomfortable situation beforehand. I think about my life and what I was doing when I was that age. You know, Jennifer Garner talked about how that was in her early 20s. And my life was very comfortable compared to living on the kitchen floor, sleeping on the kitchen floor and renting that type of space out in a tiny New York apartment just so she could pursue her dream. But by making that uncomfortable choice, look at where she's at now. And a lot of times stepping out and being uncomfortable does open new doors. And that really hit my heart. Another person, celebrity that comes to mind is Lainey Wilson, the country singer. Lainey Wilson talks about and has gotten just explosive success over this last year. You know, she started on Yellowstone. She had a part in the show Yellowstone. Her music took off on TikTok. Like now she's on tour with Luke Combs, like the biggest stadiums filling and playing for the biggest stadiums of country music in this summer 2024 2023 tour and she's just like exploding but she's been in Nashville for years and years and years and years working on her dream and she talked about I think living in a trailer I don't know the entirety of her story but living in a trailer and pursuing her dream and being in uncomfortable positions and that just was a sign. Both of those stories were just assigned to me that hard work never goes to waste. Never, never, never goes to waste. And then another kind of pop, pop culture reference to bring in here today about not being perfect right out the gate is a lesson from Beyonce's 11-year-old daughter, Blue Ivy. Because Beyonce is now on tour. And I don't know if you're seeing the clips of that, but she is killing it. And Blue, her daughter, has come up on stage. And the first time her daughter was up on stage, I mean, she's 11 years old. She's keeping up with this choreography for professional dancers. And the first time she came out on stage, the criticism, I thought she killed it. From like the first performance, I was like, oh, wow, this like... Jay-Z and Beyonce are our parents. Like this child is obviously going to be beautiful and talented and have, you know, so much opportunity in front of her. But the feedback was like, oh, she's so stiff. And like they were criticizing her, her dancing. Now they are on multiple shows later, a handful of shows later on the tour. And if you do the comparison of her first performance entrance and dance to how she is now, there is so much improvement and there is so much confidence. And that truly was just like you with all those three stories, 
I want you to remember you don't have to be perfect to start. Even if you're Beyonce's daughter and Jay-Z's daughter and you're keeping up with professional choreography for professional dancers, you're going to start off a little wonky and you can improve over time even if you get criticism. Like I, I just couldn't even believe the people who had the cojones to you know, be behind their screen and give this type of feedback to an 11 year old, you know, anybody who had a brain was like, oh, she's killing it. She's doing really great. This choreography is tough. You know, like how many people could even keep up with it? And she's 11 years old, I think, and just looked amazing, but she's gotten better and better and better. And then I think of Jennifer Gardner and, and Blue, who put themselves into uncomfortable uncomfortable positions to step out on the pursuit of what they were doing. And then thinking of Lainey Wilson, just like hard work doesn't go to waste, you know, doesn't go to waste. And those pop culture references, I hope just kind of like hit you in the gut a little bit. Cause I know for me, there's there's certain things that I've got going on in my heart and in my mind and, and what I'm doing that I'm just like, what's my direction? And while I told I read to you guys my season of summer, I'm just right now living day to day, giving full service to a lot of different things and the direction and destination unknown, right? It's it's unknown. I've got a vision, but God's gonna lead and I'm here to show up and work hard and to stay in alignment with what I want and pursue my dreams and not give up like Lainey Wilson and maybe be like Jennifer Gardner and in some cases do something that leads to a bit of uncomfortable things in order to grow and to get there. So I I really just hope that that segment was really, really fun for you because now we're going to roll into a couple other things that are just chit chatty and lighthearted. But I know in the last girl chat, we talked a little bit about summer fashion, but today, yesterday, I actually sat down and made my summer fashion. Um, I make the, I make a PDF almost every season of outfit inspo and I made that for summertime and I really just kind of wanted to go through how I go about this process. Obviously, it starts with what I've learned from Jamie Baker, who I've had on the podcast, who I post about on social media. I'm in her um, mom society where it's all about fashion and we get quarterly a style guide and so I pull some of these infos from the style guide some of them come from Pinterest some of them come from various places so what I do is I always start with going through Jamie's style guide and then I think about some of the pieces that I have in my closet and then I go on Pinterest or I pull from my own camera roll actually because sometimes when I'm feeling really cute in an outfit that I already have, I'll take a picture of it. And then I just add it to this PDF. Like I just, you know, file, add image and pull it into this PDF. And I wanted to share with you guys some of the like quick and easy kind of outfit formulas or things to have on hand for summer fashion wise that look cute and polished and put together, but are still very appropriate for like being a mom on the go, but wants to look put together. 
So one thing, and a lot of you guys might not have this, is getting some sort of linen or textured shorts and tank top. I have a green, and it's not linen, I don't even know, but it's kind of like a waffle, thicker material. It's not just like sweatshirt material, but it's more of an elevated fabric tank and shorts. I got mine from Old Navy. I haven't been able to find, I got mine a couple years ago, but there's some on Amazon, there's some on Abercrombie, like wherever you want to shop. But getting like a set that is a short and a tank top because you can use that short and tank top together and it looks like a cute little outfit that's together. You put on a white button up over the top. I would definitely say some type of button up, like very thin material button up, whether that's blue and white stripe or if it's all white, get you one of those because it's going to elevate so many of your outfits. But a matching set, you can wear the shorts by itself with a bodysuit, or you can wear it with the matching tank top, or you can put that tank top with a pair of denim shorts or a pair of cropped denim straight leg jeans. You know, you can really utilize that tank top short and sandal look or mix and match it, right? Another thing that I have been loving in my wardrobe are the athletic dresses. And I love the buttery soft ones, like not necessarily the uh, the full on, like you know how a thick legging is just very, very thick and can feel kind of hot and heavy. I like the buttery, buttery soft ones. And you can put you can just wear it by itself, add, add some jewelry, either wear sandals to dress it up or sneakers to dress it down. You can tie something around your waist. You can also use that button up, whether striped or solid color to elevate it. You could do a jean jacket. And I love that it's got a shelf bra and shorts underneath. And actually, I believe the Lululemon one has the shorts so you can pull down the shorts in the back and you totally don't have to like completely undress to go to the bathroom. Um, so if you want to invest in it, the Lululemon one looks really, really, really great. I haven't gotten that one, but it's just, it's a one piece that's just like, put it on. You feel elevated. You feel cute. I get compliments on it every single time. And I absolutely love, obviously a good pair of denim shorts, super staple for the summer, a knitted tank top. So I know that I have a ton of those like cotton tank tops that are higher neck, they're ribbed and they're really great, but something that looks just a little bit more elevated, a little bit more expensive, and it's actually a bit more breathable is some type of knit tank top. They have them at Banana Republic, they have some at Old Navy, they have some on Amazon, but something like that, you can match it with the linen shorts that you got. You can match it with jean shorts or jeans, and it just looks really, really, really great. A couple um, things that I got them, but I don't know how often I'm going to wear them, although I feel very drawn to wear them more, is dresses, like girly, florally dresses. Part of the reason why is because I get compliments from both my husband and my firstborn son anytime I wear a dress. Anytime I wear a dress, my firstborn son is just like, mom, 
you look so beautiful. He loves dresses. There would even be times where he would compliment um, other other ladies or girls that he sees wearing dresses. And anytime I wear one, my husband's just like, that looks so good. And so I got a couple more floral feminine dresses. And um, this is where I kind of pull in some pieces that I have that I want to wear, but sometimes I don't think of how to style them. So two things that I got were, three things, were the linen shorts. So I talked about that. It's a really good idea to get like a linen short and a linen top and you can mix and match. So you could wear the linen short with the knit top or the matching top or a um, tight striped tank top, something like that. You can mix and match those things. I did get linen pants and then I have this such a cute, kind of looks like faux suede texture wrap skirt. So it's a black wrap skirt. And I did pull a couple ideas from Pinterest on how to style them. I would probably wear it more for like a concert or a date night. Maybe you just throw it in there in the day-to-day mix, but that's been a lot of my go-to. Another one is an athletic look. So it is a pair of athletic style shorts paired with a white tank top, throw on a hat and sneakers. Super, super cute. So I love that with Jamie Baker's stuff, you get a checklist. So I go through the checklist. This is what I have. And then I make this little outfit inspo PDF by just inserting pictures that I've saved from the internet and the guides, hang it in my closet. So then when I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to wear. I kind of just eye glance through this and either my eye really gravitates towards like the jeans and button up and tank top or the athletic dress or the linen shorts with the knit top. Like it totally just depends, but it saves me time on getting dressed. So elevate some of your pieces. And I think, you know, with the knit top going a little bit more expensive on that, you'll find a lot of wear because you can um, add layering pieces over for the fall time with it. You could use it again in the spring and yeah, so that's just some fun summer fashion things. And then a segment that I want to start bringing to the podcast to kind of wrap it out. And, you know, I this is the Living in Sync with Your Cycle podcast. And so sometimes when I'm not talking about something in relation to cycles, I'm like, okay, am I really staying true to what this podcast is? Anyways, I want to bring in this Cycle Sister segment. So it's really just going to be a nugget of advice when it comes to living in sync with your cycle and better understanding your cycle so you're not overwhelmed with everything all at once. That's the reason why the Feminine Edge Collective is a membership that's affordable so that over time you come into the Feminine Edge Collective, you learn about your cycle, and it's a supportive place to establish the habit and then improve upon it. You're not going to be overwhelmed with everything and changing everything all at once to become in sync with your cycle. It's an evolution. It's one step at a time. It's refining, it's evolving, it's learning. And, um, that's what we do in the feminine edge collective. And so I wanted this cycle sister segment 
or the cycle segment to just really represent like a little nugget of understanding about your cycle and then not everything all at once. So what I want you to understand about your cycle is understanding how cravings are different based on when you are in your cycle. So during your follicular and ovulation phase, you might notice that you don't have much of an appetite. You don't have high cravings because your body is getting estrogen and testosterone. Those are two of the hormones on the rise and your blood sugar is not as sensitive during those phases. Well, during late luteal and into menstrual phase, your body is craving different things. Your body is wanting you to nourish it in a different way. In late luteal phase, your body is needing extra calories because what it's going on from a biological standpoint, your BMR increases a little bit. So you may feel a bit more hungry during this phase. And so Knowing that can bring so much power because I've seen it time and time again as a health and fitness coach where ladies come to me and it's maybe end of menstrual phase or coming into follicular phase like, oh, I'm craving cleaning up my diet and I'm wanting to get into a routine. I want to try this. And then in in late luteal, they're like, I'm just so hungry. Like nothing is satisfying my hunger and understanding your cycle and what your body needs. And I have a ton of nutrition classes in the feminine edge collective on this. It's going to help you understand what your body is saying to you, how to give your body what it needs. So then those cravings aren't out of control. So you then have a better understanding of your biology, how to balance out your blood sugar, and then you can support your body in a different way. And then it's not such a oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. It's a better understanding. So during follicular ovulation, you might notice you don't have that much of an appetite. You don't have these intense cravings, but during late luteal and or around menstrual phase, you might be really craving certain things. And there's a reason why. And I talk about what your body is actually asking you for and how you can give your body those foods And then it doesn't necessarily always eliminate the cravings, but it can be very helpful to have that understanding and have that better understanding of your body will help you work with your body towards your goals instead of fight against it. So that is something that I see time and time again. And I wanted to talk about it because of my last um, episode, I talked about me taking berberine. Well, I started taking berberine when I was in late luteal and around menstrual phase. So I had cravings that week. I still had cravings that week. And were they as bad as usual? I don't really know, but I was still craving the chocolate. But what I did notice different was for whatever reason in that last late luteal menstrual phase, when I did crave the chocolate and then had the chocolate or had the thing I was craving, whether it was like chips, something salty, I would have the portion of it. And then I left satisfied, which in other phases or with, or not other phases, but other times, once I get into the chocolate, I grab two pieces and I grab two more and then I grab two more and then I grab two more. And then I'm like, did I literally just eat eight pieces of these like big chocolate caramel chunks? You know what I'm saying? So I noticed I stopped. But I don't think that just off of that one week of berberine that that was from berberine 
alone. I'm eating very well rounded meals. I'm following to be mindset. And so it was, I was having the chocolate when I was full fueled and satisfied. So I, I can't really tell which one was which. I'm not experiencing a lot of cravings and haven't in the last like two weeks, but I've been in follicular phase and starting ovulation phase now. And typically I don't have much of an appetite during those phases. I'm not battling a lot of cravings. And so I can't credit that to berberine because I understand my cycle. And there's so many times where, especially women who are trying out berberine, I'm like, I wish you would know, like, what phase are you in right now? Because if you start taking berberine in follicular phase and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just craving nothing. I'm not, I don't even really have an appetite. Well, that's pretty conducive with follicular phase and ovulation. But I want to know, especially around these late luteal and menstrual phase, as I use berberine more and more, um, I will check back on that. Is it an, is it a miracle weight loss thing? Absolutely not. Cause I've been taking it for three weeks and I've haven't seen this like miraculous progress. Like everybody else is talking about. It's, it's just kind of crazy, but I do and have done the research on the benefits of berberine. And I was like, you know what? It, this is, this seems like something I want to try, but I will say Last month, I did not take my baseline plus, and I had such an emotional roller coaster, snappy, late luteal phase, kind of feeling down in the dumps for a couple days. And I haven't had that intense. Remember, I talk about how it's like wavy waters when it comes to things, but not tidal waves. I felt a couple tidal waves on my last late luteal phase, and I noted that I am a big believer in cycling your supplements even a professional who um, was talking about berberine said every 12-ish weeks you should cycle yourself off berberine and then add it back in I feel the same way with um, baseline and angstify from protea so if you're struggling with and I've had um, a couple other people message me like I didn't take my baseline and I was so emotional the last week. Is it related? I'm like, I don't know. But all I know is that when I take baseline consistently, my late luteal energy, mood, and emotion is not the tidal wave crashes. It's more of like the floaty, wavy waters. So I'm back to not just taking berberine, but also baseline. So that is kind of an update on that. I hope it kind of gave you a better understanding of how your cycle impacts your cravings and your appetite. If that's something you want to learn more about, my program, the Feminine Fitness Foundations, it's all inside my membership of the Feminine Edge Collective. And like I said, with Feminine Edge Collective, you come in, you learn, you apply. Each month we have a theme. The month of June has been hormone healthy weight loss. So if that interests you, check the show notes and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.